Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. From 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlantis, the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Gang's all here. Road Dog Gillespie back from Nashville. Got those Bulldogs a win last night on the hardwood. DT ready to go. He showed up early today. Ready to put in another full day's work. And I've got some new headsets today. No scrambling around at the last second. Looking for headsets, stopped in Walmart last night, picked up a new pair for $9.99, baby. Never really understood the need to, uh, you know, purchase those $500 headsets. The, I think you nailed it. The Beats. Don't tell the Georgia basketball team that because they are all wearing those $500 Apple headsets. Maybe I'm just not trying to be cool anymore. I said, sir, give me those ones over there. And they had them locked behind the glass at Walmart. Like, who's stealing these things? Even the $10 ones, yeah. Yeah, this is $9.99. I mean, I'm wondering why you got these locked up. Well, they got deodorant locked up at some CVS. I mean, it really is amazing. It's it's a different world. They got guards by the doors. They call them greeters. But, come on, we all know they're guards. Must be a lot of stealing going on. Got another busy show lined up. Got some big news breaking out there, too, but getting ready for that golf tournament tomorrow, man. I'm all fired up. We got Finneran straightened out. He turned in a handicap that was way too low. Uh, Finneran has trimmed some of the strokes off his uh, handicap card, and he's been uh, very proud of that. But come on, we're playing in a scramble tomorrow. So I tried to explain to Finn, this is no time to be turning in that seven. All right, we need you to turn in the 12. Oh, I'm sorry. And Finn's saying, uh, well, what? I don't want to do that. And I said, dude, everybody else is doing it. Don't want to handicap our team. In the Chili Dip Open, baby, coming up tomorrow at Bears Best Atlanta. That thing is sold out, the first big golf tournament of 2024. And uh, we are all fired up. We're going to eat a bunch of chili and pull out those PXG drivers and see how far we can bomb it down there. Hopefully make some putts. Scott McFarland's on the team, one of the suits here at 680, the fan. He's going to putt first. It's what McFarland's going to do. He's going to show us the line. And then we've got our sales, uh, ace salesman, Gorman, also a part of the team. And Road Dog, you, you think we got a shot to win this thing with Gorman in charge of the scorecard. With him in play and that eraser that he carries around in his pocket, you always have a shot at these golf tournaments. Yeah, hopefully, man. I mean, this this is an opportunity to go out and win some more of that crystal, baby. Looking forward to that tomorrow. We're going to tee off at noon. Ugh. 
So plenty of time to do the show. I'm going to do the show live there at Bears Best uh, in Swanee. They, they call it Bears Best Atlanta. And if you hadn't played Bears Best, need to get out and test that sucker out. This is my home course here in Metro Atlanta. It's roughly about eight minutes from the house, so just around the corner. Uh, great practice facility. If you're looking to put on a tournament, they do it as well as anybody in the city of Atlanta. And as, a, uh, as far as the design of the course, Jack Nicholas design, and what they've done is take 10 of his top design holes east of the Mississippi, and they've put that, uh, put that together there at Bears Best. And there's one in Vegas that has uh, Jack Nicholas's top 18 designs west of the Mississippi. And that was in Las Vegas, the sister course there. But I want to thank some of our great sponsors, including Bears Best. We appreciate them having us out. Zero FG Energy Drink, Harris Cherokee Casinos and Resorts, Ted's Montana Grill. Sounds like we're going to be eating pretty good out there too, brother. Looking forward to the Chili Dip Open coming up tomorrow. Let's get to the big take. Bucks Big Take. I know baseball. Not sure why, uh, but during my 23 years here at 680 The Fan, I've only been referred to as Georgia's championship quarterback. But if the truth be told, baseball was my thing. Know how to pitch, know how to hit, know how to coach, know how to win. In high school, pitched a one-hitter in the state championship game to help Valdosta High win their only baseball championship. Drafted in the second round by the Chicago White Sox, but uh, chose to go play baseball and football at Georgia, where I was a, a two-time All-SEC outfielder and led the SEC in hitting my senior year. 352, I think it was. <laughs> I'm just saying. Drafted again, this time in the seventh round by the Montreal Expos, exiting college. Signed and played two years in the minor league system, advancing to double-A Memphis. Here with the fan, I started the fans' coverage of Brave Spring Training starting in 2001. And went on to cover the Braves in spring training in the Grapefruit League for 19 consecutive years. And spent 10 years as a Braves pregame host. And look along the way. Uh, I've told you that Austin Riley was going to be a star at third base. I told you that Acuna's best spot in the batting order was that leadoff spot. I've also coached the game, uh, travel baseball here in Atlanta for six years. I know baseball. Now, I don't have some fancy nickname. I was never promoted as a baseball man, but that's what I am. And there's the big take today. Just felt the need after 23 years to, to get that out. I've been holding that in for way too long. Doing a little research back here, Buck. You just busted out freshman year with a 373 average. And on top of that, the OPS, 1148. You were mashing baseballs as a young man. Well, I just, you know, I'm a baseball guy. That's gotten lost in the shuffle here. I just felt the need to get that out. Uh, you know, this idea that uh, Baloo, the, uh, the the old Georgia national championship quarterback, I just think is sort of lazy and predictable. It's sort of selling me short. Uh, and after 23 years, I just got a little tired of that. So I felt the need to get that out. All right, got a lot of stuff popping, man. Let's get right to it. Let's find out what's popping. All right, 
right, Alabama now has lost two legends in a short period of time. First, Nick Saban gone. Gone. And now Eli Gold forced out as they play-by-play man at Alabama after a 36-year run. As the Alabama voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, Eli Gold saying that this move was not health related. He had a cancer scare in 2022. That he's healthy as a horse right now. And the university ch- chose to go in a different direction. Uh, the different direction is Chris Stewart who filled in, uh, did a really outstanding job, as I understand it, when uh, when Eli Gold was out with that cancer scare. Chris Stewart, a very accomplished broadcaster, did an outstanding job for Alabama. He's been with the Crimson Tide program for a long time. And obviously, uh, with Nick Saban out, the board taking over, it's a new day for Alabama football. And with Eli Gold stepping away and Chris Stewart taking over, it's a new day in Alabama football there, brother. Eli Gold will be missed, one of the all-time great broadcasters here in the Deep South. And we've had plenty of them, including uh, this is the version of like Larry Munson at Georgia, Eli Gold at Alabama. So he's going to be missed, going to be missed. Multiple reports out there today saying that the Georgia State Panthers are about are set to hire Georgia running back coach Dell McGee. That they are finalizing a contract as we speak. Dell McGee to take over as the head coach. We've got more on this later in the show. I'm going to dive in a little deeper during the Bulldog beat coming up at 35 uh, after the hour today. But uh, Kirby now got to hire a new wide receiver coach. No word on that as far as what direction Kirby's going to go. Uh, we're certainly keeping an eye on that one and uh, the hand on the pulse on what Kirby's next move will be. Not only at wide receiver coach, but also with the running back coach. Spring football practice underway March 12th. I mean, Kirby can't be fooling around on this one. Got to get these positions filled. And then finally, uh, how about the, the, the Philadelphia Phillies? Their owner, John Middleton, get a load of this, delivered a fiery speech to the team a couple of days ago at their spring training site in Clearwater. And basically, here's what the Phillies owner told the team. And I quote here, I want our effing trophy back. Go out there and get it. He wants his effing trophy back, huh? Well, better be ready to fight our Atlanta Braves. I'm sick and f***ing tired. Get that uh, trophy back. Sounds a little selfish to me, that, that message to the team. But that's just me. Wonder what Bryce Harper thought about that. Reese Hoskins. They probably got a little fired up over that one. Your trophy back. He's cutting some big checks, but I'm not sure what else he's doing. 
Hey, we got Mike Dettelier coming up next. He is one of my favorite NFL draft analysts. He works in New Orleans at WWL. Also an LSU and a Saints insider. Looking forward to having Mike on as we come back. From break here, we'll dive into the Jaden Daniels quarterback draft situation and uh, kick it around with Mike Dettelier. Looking forward to doing that. Plus, I've got three. Count them, three. Braves that I expect to have a bounce back season. I'll drop those on you next. You got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 937. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Why do people take social media so seriously? Like, <laughs> like I still mess with the Bears. Not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Okay, okay. It's something that I don't want to see on my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields to the drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. Baby, Justin Fields, you heard there. He's tired of all that trade talk. Wants to stay in Chicago, reportedly. Think the Bears might have something else in mind. Got the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch the show. Most days we're in studio. Tomorrow we're going to be out. Chili dip open. And listen on the Fan Mobile app. We've got people as far as Hawaii, like Chad, listening out in Hawaii on our Fan Mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming, Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Let's talk to Mike Dettelier, one of my all-time favorites uh, down in New Orleans, WWL there, uh, insider for LSU and Saints football and also, one of the uh, better draft analysts you're going to see around there. Getting close to the combine, Mike. I can't wait for this one, man. All these quarterbacks expected to go in the first round. And as you know, here in Atlanta, we need one in the worst way. Yeah, um, I get it. Um, and you could say that for almost every team in the um, NFC South. Well, Carolina did their thing with Bryce. But it is a position, and I'll never forget the uh, you know, this was years ago. I was talking to uh, Bill Parcells about it, and he said, either you got one or you're looking for one. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> is priceless. There is no in-between. Either you got one or you're looking for one. So I see you've got six quarterbacks going in the first round. Now, not, not all those quarterbacks have a first-round grade. No, they don't. That just tells us right there you got a lot of teams out there desperate for a quarterback. Yeah, and I think they're willing to go with that. You get that fifth year, an extra year out of it, but – you know, we've got more than half the teams in the NFL that are looking around for quarterbacks. You're not going to find all that in free agency. Uh, so I think the big question mark is, I think we know 
who the top three are and that uh, Caleb will go number one, whatever order, if it's Jaden at the two spot or Drake May. But the feelings on Justin Fields, because he's going to play a big part in this, how teams feel about him and what they're going to give up to get him, because are you going to trade for Justin Fields or are you going to pick J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, or Bo Nix? You're not going to have a lot of other areas here uh, to kind of whirl around. Uh, that's why the Kirk Cousins, Jaden Dan, I mean, uh, uh, Justin Fields talk is is going to be kind of taking over the next couple of weeks on exactly what happens. Now, do you think the Bears have already made a decision on this? They're going to trade oh. Justin Fields or going to take Caleb Williams? Yeah, they're, they're going to trade Justin Fields, and they'll reset the money clock. Um, okay, you're bringing in Caleb. You know what you're going to pay him uh, for the next few years. With Fields, you got to make a decision on what you want to do with him financially. So trade him, uh, most likely a second-round pick and something else. Uh, you get draft compensation uh, for Justin, and you reset your money clock, and um, you go with the young quarterback. Uh, I don't think anything kind of rejuvenizes a franchise more than having the potential of a star quarterback, young quarterback of the team. Yeah, and I tell you what, I've I've targeted Jaden Daniels from a Falcons perspective as the guy I'd like to see the Falcons target, move up, and be able to go get. And I just love the skill set, Mike. He can throw it. He looks like he's really developed as a pocket passer during his tenure there at LSU. Obviously, he can run it and scramble and make big plays with his legs. He's electric when he pulls that ball down and, and runs with it. Sort of Mike Vickish. Uh, with that that kind of skill set. And then uh, speaking with you recently, the thing I did not know and you were able to tell me is he's a big-time leader. There's a lot to like about Jaden Daniels. He's a real quiet guy, Buck, right off the bat. He's not a a boisterous individual. There's a quietness about him, but you can see he has a lot of self-confidence in his skills. The other thing, too, is his work ethic attention to detail and um brian told brian kelly told me this that i had to run him out of the film room in the in the off season i mean he he just sort of wanted to live there and sort of watch everything and was trying to get better at his craft and him taking receivers and working with them individually and so he comes to manning and one of the first things he tells me is that you know i got to work on my deeper passes. I think that's what I really was hesitant on the year before, that I didn't throw it until he was open. And he was working on the timing of that. And so I said, you know, kind of how you were doing it. He said, I would take him individually or in a group of two, and I would just work with him on that timing of the deeper passes. It all worked. I mean, he was pinpoint with it. But I think he got a little bit more patient from the pocket throwing the football. And he didn't, he was a bolter, what I called the year before. Man, you know, any little thing around him, he was skittish and then he would take off and run with it. He became much more patient uh, last year with LSU and he threw the deep ball as well as I've seen any quarterback throw at LSU. Running skills, I've done this 38 years. 
I've never seen a quarterback at LSU run the football with his speed and his dynamics. And doing post game, you know, you see a lot of it that guys have an angle on him, but and he outruns the angle. And you say, there's no way that that could happen. He's deceptively extremely fast, and he's a tough dude. He's a tough, tough guy. He took some really big-time shots throughout the season. He just hung in there, go right back in. It didn't matter. He took a big shot against Missouri uh, near the end zone. There was a penalty on the play. He came right back into the game and played. Uh, Ole Miss game, I don't know what he was trying to do. Almost trying to leap over a few guys. He got whapped, um, and he came right back in. Now, the one thing I would tell him, and um, Pete Jenkins, uh, the old veteran defensive line coach who they brought in last year, uh, Pete was like, I'd give him a one bit of advice. The NFL is not faint of heart if you're going to run like that. They're going to take your head off. They'll protect you in the pocket, and you can slide. But you can't run downfield like that and, and not figure that somebody's not going to really get after you. So that particular part of the game, he's going to have to get better at. I always thought his best part of the game was that short, intermediate part throwing the football, though. And that's what he really kind of majored in at LSU, getting the ball to Malik Neighbors in that short area of the field, leading him. And then he Malik takes off downfield with it. Uh, with Brian, he was the big play guy. He was a six foot four receiver, great speed. So, you know, you just kind of hung it up out there and he'd go get it. But he is really accurate in the short, intermediate part of the game. Again, uh, some of the mechanics, sometimes he'll throw off his back foot. He'll, he'll need to work on perfecting that, but he's a guy that will give you everything he's got. He's smart. He's accurate. He'll work at his game, and his timing skills became so much better last year than we saw the year before. But, you know, he really didn't have a lot of time to work with the receiving core um, that particular year. And it was Brian's first year at LSU, and so you understand the offense was – uh, start of a, a work in progress and two freshman offensive tackles and yet he made it work yeah he um he's going to be impressive in these meetings i know the tape's impressive i think you know if the falcons could find a way to move up and grab this guy he'd turn this city of atlanta upside down i think he'd be a great fit here and i'm sure you saints guys probably wouldn't like that a heck of a lot well, hell but- no we we would hope that he could come here. I mean, but but that's not happening either, uh, you know, with the Saints. But uh, whoever gets him, uh, they're getting not not only a really good football player, but a guy that's going to be the face of the franchise. So, you, I mean, you can see it, that he, he just sort of took that over. But, Buck, if you think he's going to come in there and talk and do it, that's just not him. Yeah, I don't care about the talking. No. He, he can back up whatever he tells you because he doesn't say much. You know, he's one of these type of guys that uh, just a quiet confidence about him. Joe was different. Joe didn't say a lot when Joe Burrow was here. But what he told you sometimes you raise your eyebrows about because, you know, Joe, it wasn't bragging the way he felt about it. He knew he could do it. With Jaden, he doesn't say a heck of a lot. 
uh, about the game and about what he's going to do. But, man, he got it done, and the guys on the team would all say we had every confidence in the world, no matter how far we were back. And they played last year with one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in LSU history. I mean, they were downright awful. And had it not been for Jaden Daniels, they'd have been lucky to win six games. Lucky to win six. Right now, uh, looks like uh, Drake May's getting a lot of love, and you see a lot of these mocks. They've got May going number two to the commanders. And and I I know this is still early in the process, going into the combine. I'm wondering, coming out of the combine, will that deck get reshuffled here? Because I'm wondering, where exactly would the Falcons have to move up to to be able to get their hands on Daniels? Is it three? Is it four? You're going to have to get to two to assure yourself of that. Because um, I hate to break it to everybody, but teams lie. I mean, they outright lie to you about what they're looking at, and that, that they have no obligation to tell you what they're going to do. But sometimes they'll tell you something to just throw you off. And I'm just telling you, to get Daniels, you'll have to get to the two spot. Because either he's going to go two or three. Yeah, Somebody's going to get into that range. Uh, to get Daniels and remember too, uh, the Raiders have been linked to him and Antonio Pierce was on that Arizona state staff when Jaden Daniels was there. So that's some connected dots a a few different ways. But uh, I think to assure yourself of Daniels, you'll have to get to the two spot. You know, the other guy I'm really in love with is Michael Penix jr. And I know these medical red flags, he's going to have to pass that test at the combine, people are going to be checking him out. But I think he's the best pocket passer in this draft, Mike. He's a magician inside that pocket. He processes information quickly. He's accurate with the football. He's another guy that can lead. I don't care about the hand size when I hear these uh, NFL personnel guys talking about things like that. I want to know, can you throw it and can you lead? And I don't see anybody doing that any better than Michael Penix Jr. right now. He was, uh, he's an impressive guy. He was, a, Drake May, Penix, Jaden all came to Manning Passing Academy uh, last summer. So I got to spend some time with Mike. And he told me his story and, you know, growing up in Tampa and then going to Indiana and then knee surgery on, on both knees and then going to Washington and everything sort of fit there. He won our accuracy award uh, at Manning. He was the most accurate passer there, and, and it was by a wide margin. And the thing that impresses me about that, he is throwing to receivers he's never thrown to. He was throwing to receivers from uh, Nichols State, Southeast Louisiana, Tulane, LSU, Southern Miss. He never worked with these guys before, and yet he was pinpoint accurate. He's got a real nice release point. He sets up in the pocket, and you can see it's it's getting out of there fast. It, it's a quick release. The processing point, I think, is is a high point for me also, and that he gets it. He knows where to go with the football. Uh, and so the medicals will be important on exactly how high he'll go in the draft. But I think he's another guy that once you get him in that film room and you start talking – about the game itself. You're going to be impressed with him. Great leader. Uh, he's much more open uh, and personality-wise than Daniels. 
but uh, he's certainly not the runner. He's He is going to be a pocket passer in this league. And so for some teams, if you want movement skills, then Penix is not your guy because you know where he's going to be. He's going to be in the pocket. He'll move a little left, a little right. But, boy, can he hum it. And uh, he talked about, for the first time, playing in bad weather in Washington. And he said he had never played. He told me this. I never played in a spot where it's raining, it's cold, and windy all in one time. And, man, he's got some big mitts on him now. And he, he said, I had to learn how to regrip the football uh, a little bit more. And he said it was just a, a slight adjustment, but he said the first time I threw one in that weather, it just came out and just sort of fell. And he said, I, I got used to it, and I realized playing in that weather was our advantage. You know, we, we were used to it, you know, once you got there for a while. And, you know, just such a great guy and a great story of him being able to overcome the, the obstacles uh, in life that happens. And he's been able to do it. And he's a tough guy, too. Uh, he took some shots last year at Washington. Uh, but every play, he, you know, knocked that dust off. Hey, I'm ready for the next one. Real smart guy. And uh, he may not be for everybody, but he'll be for somebody. And I think in the right fit, he's going to be a really good NFL player. Mike, great insight as always. Let me get you on again uh, before the draft so you can tell us what the Saints are going to do at 14. <laughs> yeah, well, if they don't fix their offensive-defensive line problems, you're, they stuck in football purgatory. Mike Dettelier, WWL down in New Orleans. We appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, Buck. Appreciate it. Yeah. He's one of the best in the business right there. Always great to have him on. Let's talk a little Braves baseball. For the latest on the Braves, it's time to go shopping. All right, so I mentioned at the top of the show, I've got three Braves that I expect to have bounce back seasons. Let's hear from Ronald Lacuna Jr. quickly. I think stay, stay healthy, stay healthy on the long season and play play hard no matter what happens and try to be better than last year. Here's Ronald Acuna Jr. without the interpreter. I love that. I absolutely love it. Ronald Acuna Jr. stepping up to the mic talking English and expecting to have a better season than he did last year. I think I spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I don't have him on this particular list. All right, number one, going to have a better year than he did last season. Braves catcher Sean Murphy. And, boy, he looked like he was going to have a uh, tremendous year a year ago. He started out on, on fire in Fuego April, uh, May, and June. Dude was hitting close to 300, 14 bombs, and, and almost 50 RBI in April, May, and June, and then the bottom sort of fell out after that. July, August, and September hit 187, seven home runs, 21 RBI. I think the fact that Murphy will be so much more comfortable year number two with the Braves organization than he was in year number one. He's going to know the National League pitching better. He's going to know his teammates better. He's going to be so much more comfortable, and I think that's going to factor factor in. He's going to be more consistent this season, uh, better at the end of the season. 
A really good chance you're going to see him back in the All-Star game. I'm expecting him to play somewhere around 125 games. Hit 260, 20-plus uh, bombs, 70 RBI, and be the best framer of pitchers, of pitches, best framer of pitchers in Major League Baseball, which is what his reputation is. MLB Network, by the way, had him number three in their top ten list of catchers. They had Sean Murphy number three. So I think he's going to have a, a better season than he did a year ago. Number two on my list. I'm going Max Freed, the Braves ace, top of the rotation. Only 15 starts last season. I uh, had a forearm strain that set him back. He had a hammy strain that set him back. And then at the end of the year, had that blister situation that cropped up. Look, Freed's in a contract season. He's going to be extra motivated. He spent seven years in Atlanta. He spent five years in the minor leagues. So we're talking about a guy that spent 12 years in professional baseball to reach this point of getting to free agency. And he knows his market value is a contract uh, worth $162 million, $27 million a year. Pay that man his money. I think Max Fried's going to have a lights out, bounce back season. Looking for Max to go somewhere around 18 and 6 with an ERA under 3. Go get him, Max. Go get that money and have a big season in the process. Number three on my list, I'm going to go Michael Harris II. Looking for Michael to have a bounce-back season after a rough start a year ago. I mean, he tweaked his back early in the season, stealing second base, and that really set him back when he did come back. Struggled at the plate big time. Through May, he was hitting 183. 183, man. And the rest of the way, June, July, August, September, he hit 324 and just exploded down the stretch. 66 runs scored. It's going to be his third season. Seems like it was just yesterday he broke in. I'm expecting Harris to bust over that 300 uh, batting average mark, so, uh, score somewhere around 80 runs, 30 doubles, 20 home runs, 30-plus stolen bases, win a gold glove. That's right, brother. I'm thinking Harris is going to bust out with a big, big season. So my three Braves, I'm expecting to have huge seasons and bounce back years. Sean Murphy, the catcher. Our ace, Max Freed. And our center fielder, Michael Harris, the second. I mean, that's just the way we roll here. That's what I'm thinking. I know baseball. I know baseball. I know Bulldog football, too, man. Let's get to the Bulldog beat. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, first time on 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. This is the Bulldog beat with Buck Balloon. Presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Yeah, Kirby Smart woke up this morning with the reality that he's got to replace his top two recruiters on his coaching staff. Got wide receiver Brian uh, McClendon, wide receiver coach Brian McClendon. News breaking on Sunday. He's taking the Buccaneers wide receiver job. Trying to improve that resume so he can become a head coach sometime very soon. Uh, McClendon, a great job as a recruiter and coaching up these receivers. And might be somebody out there that's saying, come on, Blue. When's the last time McClendon signed a five-star receiver at Georgia? Well, it is true. 
It is true. Georgia hadn't done a lot of that. But did you see the transfers they've got coming in? And that transfer portal, that was McClendon convincing those guys to jump on and be a part of this wide receiver room. All three of those guys are going to get big-time playing time this year. Brian McClendon, whether you realize it or not, is an outstanding coach and an outstanding recruiter, so it's going to be tough to replace him. And now George's uh, Kirby Smart's got to find a way to replace uh, running back coach Del McGee is about to be named, apparently, the new Georgia State head coach. And as I look at that, that is an A-plus hire for the Panthers. McGee has more recruiting contacts in-state than Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo combined. I give that pick an A. A A-plus, exactly. McGee was a high school head coach in Columbus at Carver High School. He went on, he played his college ball at Auburn. And was really well connected as a high school head coach at Carver and Columbus. Also an assistant coach at Georgia Southern, working the state of Georgia as far as recruiting goes. And then as an assistant coach at Georgia, ever since Kirby showed up, he's been the running back coach at Georgia, recruiting the state of Georgia. Nobody's got more recruiting contacts than Del McGee. And that's got to be a huge loss for Kirby as he tries to replace McGee. But uh, this is exactly the boost, I believe, that Georgia State's program needed, bringing on McGee. Uh, The state of Georgia, as you should know at this point in time, Metro Atlanta, the Peach State, is the most fertile high school football recruiting area, one of the most fertile in the nation. And so this looks to be an awesome fit for Georgia State as they try to accumulate more locally grown talent because this here just needed somebody to convince them to come and be a part of it. McGee looks to be that kind of guy now. How Kirby replaces him, I don't have an answer for you right now. I wonder if there might be some Georgia State Panther people who feel like uh, Sean Elliott leaving in the middle of the night might not have been the worst thing for the program. This could turn this could Look, turn out all right. Yeah, Elliott did a fine job. I was really impressed with him. But oh, I think absolutely, and I'm sure but this I'm is sure. a boost to the program if they get Dell McGee. But the way, yeah, the coach. way and the way that the previous coach left, it was kind of panic mode. But this could this could work out fine. Not near the recruiter that Dell McGee. There is. you go. So we'll keep an eye on Kirby. See how he's going to go about replacing McClendon. And McGee. Coming back on the other side, I'm going to throw out some Falcons quarterback option grades. We'll have a little fun with this. You got the blue shot into club. Here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Blue 
show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. As we try to squeeze it all in in one hour. And we've got some cell phone issues around the state of Georgia today, huh? Seems like everybody's complaining about that. You guys good with a cell phone? I'm lucky. My cell phone's working all morning. I haven't had any problems, but I've heard it's with AT&T, and that's who I have. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, mine seems to be. Once I walked in the station today, it got rolling. But in the car coming down, I lost it. Well, so if you have an Apple uh, product, which yeah. I believe you do, you, once you got here, you were able to connect to the Wi-Fi. And Apple, you can communicate over through Apple products on the Wi-Fi. All I'm right. sure Samsung has it, too, so don't hate on me if you're a Samsung guy. But right. um, that's how you're able to do it here versus when you were in the car. Well, let me tell you, there's some people freaking out with the loss of the cell phone coverage. I know at our house, there would be people freaking out. When you couldn't look at that phone 24-7. I mean, it really is unbelievable. I'm still not attached at the hip to it. But obviously, I want to uh, promote the show coming down, let people know what we got coming on uh, every day. So that's, you know, part of That's when I notice something's going on today. Hey, let's get to the uh, top five, brother. Let's go. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. How are we going to survive? We'll I'm, find a way. I don't know how we did it growing up, Buck. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I mean, I, I hid from that phone we had in the kitchen. It had that long extension uh, cord on it. My sister would take that all the way to her bedroom down the hallway. People have a hard time getting in touch with me. I said, Baloo, we tried to call you, man. Your phone's busy all night long. I said, my sister Beth was on the phone for like three hours. Anyway, top five, man. Amanda down with Nick and Chris at spring training. So, Road Dog stepping up, brother. Let's, yeah. let's give the Falcons some quarterback option grades today. Yeah, you're kind of famous for doing these grades, so let's do this. It just sort of, uh, you know, happened. I didn't plan on it. Kind of fell into it. All right, grade this for me, Buck. All right. This option for the Falcons. They signed a 36-year-old free agent, Kirk Cousins, who's coming off an Achilles injury to a $50 million a year deal. All right, I'm going to give that option an F. I would not even consider doing that. I wouldn't waste one second thinking about doing that. I give that an F. All right, we're going to go on to number two. Gary, this for me. Trade for a 36-year-old Russell Wilson who has five years and $200 million left on his contract. I feel like I know where you're going to go with this one. All right, that's also an F. I'm going to flag that That's what I thought. I would not spend one second if I was with the Falcons considering bringing on Russell Wilson. This is absurd. I would give that an F. All right, how about this option? This is a big talk right now. Trade for Justin Fields, give up a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick, pay him $3.2 million this season, and then pick up his fifth-year option. For $22 million. For $22 next year. Then sign him to a six-year, $283 million extension, averaging $47 million a year. I would give that option a C. Yeah, I would put a C grade on that one. We're improving. Uh, 
yes, a little bit better than the F. And if this is the only option they've got, then, you know, the Falcons might have to do it. But I would give that a C, a C plus. Now, for $47 million a year, does he follow you on Instagram or is that not enough? Yeah, I don't think cover? he's ever done that. Okay. All right. Number four, fourth option, select J.J. McCarthy with the eighth pick. Sign him to a four-year, $22 million guaranteed contract. Sit him for a year and hope he develops into a legit pro quarterback. I'd give that a C-plus also. Uh, you know, I'm not sold on J.J. McCarthy. There's a chance that they could develop him. I'm going to Falcons. I'm looking for a quarterback now. I want to take one of these young quarterbacks in the draft that are developed enough to be able to step in and take over as QB1. So I don't want to wait. So because of that, I would give that a C, C+. Plus. All right. We're staying in the C range there. Let's see if we can prove here. Trade back and take the best pocket passer in the draft, Michael Penix Jr., sign him to a four-year, $14 million guaranteed contract, plug and play him immediately. This sounds like a bargain. Think Kenny Pickett with the contract that he got with the Steelers a year ago. Very affordable. Pennix a much more accomplished passer than he ever thought about being. This looks like a really, really good situation. I would give this a B plus. Pennix Jr. B plus. All right, well that's quite a rise. We went from F to B, but wait. We have a bonus question. Oh, wow. It's going to be a top six today. Bonus, bonus. Trade up into the top four and draft highly skilled and electric playmaker Jaden Daniels. Sign him to a four-year, $36 million guaranteed contract. Plug and play him immediately. That's an A+. He would turn this town upside down. It would be the second coming of Mike Vick, but the Falcons would be getting a better passer than Michael Vick, electric with a skill set. This Falcons fan base would be turned upside down. Huge boost to the Atlanta Falcons organization. That, my friends, is an A+. Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. All right, final word time. Let's get to it. No fooling around here. We got, got to get Nick and Chris on. All right. All right. Sorry about Wait that. For Let's Wait to for it. Wait for it. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Are you ready for Calvin Ridley to be back in a Falcons uniform? I'm telling you, man, it could happen. Word out of Jacksonville. Ridley expected. Looks like he's headed toward free agency. If he doesn't cut a deal with the Jags, coming off a 76 catch, six touchdown season in Jayville. Reportedly, the Falcons, who have a need at receiver, they need a compliment to Drake London, interested in Calvin Ridley. And so are the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Jets, and the Bills. Ridley now 29 years old. Keep an eye on this one, DT. We might be bringing Calvin Ridley back to town. Sick in my head already, Buck. All right, right, that's going to do it for my show. Nick and Chris are coming up live with the Braves in spring training. They're coming up next. Stay tuned and enjoy that. We're back tomorrow. Hope you'll join me then. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, bud. 
This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart. There needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 